everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Gameware Express. My name is Adam Arinder, and you're hearing this a little early. Ooh. It's on or after Monday, September 18th, 2023. This is episode number 264, and you're hearing this a little early because I'm actually out of town on a birthday trip. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy we, birthday, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, we, we left actually you this did. Monday morning, so we were recording this a little early on the weekend. So if anything crazy happens on a Sunday or something that we missed it, we'll catch it next week. <laughs> but John Michael Carley. Hello, I am here. Neil Bonham back from vacation. Yep, I am here too. So tan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Stephen and Renee are also out of town. They're in Dallas seeing Pearl Jam perform. One of this their is their first time seeing Pearl yeah, Jam, I think. I think, they, they, yep. I, uh, I, I, think I think Neil introduced them to Pearl Jam. and yep, they, something like and that. Nothing, anyway, yeah. so <laughs> they're out this weekend. A lot of traveling around time. So we are uh, found some time to carve out uh, and record this episode. So yeah. I'm excited because we have... A big hot new release that I know has been very Ooh. anticipated with Mortal Kombat 1 dropping. Yeah. So for this week's intro question, I want to keep it Mortal Kombat themed a little bit. I love bit. it. Mm. And I'm just curious, out of the 30 years of this franchise existing, sure. do you have a favorite game and then your favorite character either in that game or just favorite Mortal Kombat character in general? Man, great question. I don't know. Uh, so, Yes. Um, I still think my favorite, um, is, let me start here. My, the most nostalgic feeling I have for like Mortal Kombat is really like Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Uh, like Mortal Kombat 2 is like, I got that on yeah. Super Nintendo mm -hmm. and I was, I was hooked, man. <laughs> like this is still like the early days of the internet. So I was going in and I was like getting onto AOL and using our like, you know, uh, like printer, the, but it still had like the, um, you know, like the, the old fax printer with like the, yeah, you rip the paper with like yeah, the perforated has, sides. Yeah, exactly. It had the perforated yeah. sides, but I was printing out everyone's move lists and oh, fatalities fatality. yeah. and everything. And I had that and I would just sit there and play it. So that's my Mr. Fancy with his printer over here. I was like, right. Yeah, I was writing it down. Oh, no. We had, yeah. we, were, we were a technology household <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So, but I still think my favorite is probably MK9. Yes. I, mm -hmm. I think that's probably a lot of people's, possibly. It just, that, that MK9 was such a refresh to the series in such a great way. And it just brought a lot of fun and speed to the yeah. franchise. Mm -hmm. um, it had tag matches. Um, I, I just played with buddies for hours. There would just be a group of us, and we would just pass off playing tag matches and stuff. So MK9. Um, I'll circle back. I want to hear what your favorites are. I'll come back to a favorite character. I'm similar to you. Uh, Mortal Kombat 9 was really my first like deep dive into the series because I played it in arcades a lot, like MK2 a lot at the bowling alley growing yeah, up. Yeah, of course. But, and I rented the game some for my Genesis, but they're ones I never owned probably because yeah. like my mom wouldn't let me or something. Sure, I don't course. know. Um, and then, like in the 3D era, I never really touched it much. You're not missing much. In we would yeah. we would play it sometimes in the locker room before basketball of course. practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but I mean, I played versus DC, and it was kind of mid. But like, oh, I forgot about that game. That was my first like, <laughs> okay, I'm playing Mortal Kombat mostly because I wanted to play as Batman. Right? Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. but then MK9 came out, and then I fell in love with Smoke. Because he of played course. just like Batman. In <laughs> that's universe. actually true, yeah. And I would fucking wreck shit as Smoke with in my little friend group. And that's like the highest I've ever like attained status of fighting <laughs> sure. games, I feel like, was MK9 with Smoke. So yeah, I'm probably going to go with those are my two answers for that one. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat for me, I mean, I feel like it's almost like it's a trilogy of eras. And yeah, of all course, of yeah. them have like great aspects about yes, them. Definitely. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so for like early on, you know, just like y'all, MK2, like I played Mortal Kombat 1, but 2 was really my like, I'm, I've played a lot of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and I, I, and, I'm going to interrupt you here for two seconds. Sure. I, I think we're all like, you know, MK2 is like yeah. great. And like, I think a lot of our forays, but I will say that quite clearly, I think the best one in that era is Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Mm. So. Yeah. And, my favorite is actually, I guess, on top of that was Trilogy. Of course. I yeah, mean, because yes, Trilogy yes. had everything. It, exactly. it was every character, most of the stages. Yeah, gang's all here. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it was just like, I love that era's, you know, just ridiculousness. Like, when you yes. brutality somebody and there's like 16 rib cages and four, <laughs> like, it, it was a just, it was nonsense. Turn them into yeah. a baby. Like, that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> just nonsense. And, you know, like, with the new games, you know, the, the thing that shines in those is the story modes, which yes. Nether Realm has done 
incredible with like god just keeping mortal Kombat <laughs> fucking ridiculous yes. and then like for the 3d eras i know you know not my favorite but dude the conquest modes and like the go-karting like all the mini game <laughs> yes. and side shit from those games was way better than the fighting <laughs> i agree i think that's when netherrealm really kind of figured out that like we don't have to just put a character select screen and tell you to go like yeah you can put more stuff in a fighting yeah game. like combat chess yeah, i mean exactly. like there was so like, much stuff so in much that era that dumb. was there was just stupid and great yes. agreed <laughs> honestly my favorite game from that era is Probably Shaolin Monks. I was about to say, <laughs> yes. Because, again, they figured out that like you can just make a fighting game into an adventure game. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. have a favorite character? Character, like? man, you know, kind of plain. My favorite's always been Scorpion. That's a great you character. Know, yeah, he's, I mean, I, I've just Ed always Boone's loved favorite, like, Exactly, yeah. that's why. And that's probably why he's my favorite, is mm-hmm. not that because he's Boone's favorite, but because he's Boone's favorite, he's he obviously love. loved and yeah, powerful. He gets and, a lot of, you know, it's just good skill sets. He's cool. And, and I love Hanzo, mm-hmm. like yes. his, his yeah. character before he's Scorpion. So I mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah, always yeah. really loved him. But I, okay. I, yeah. I think for me, as like a favorite character, it's probably just going to depend on the game I'm playing at the time. Yeah, I think but so. There's something about Cyrax and and, <laughs> yeah. Cyrax and Sector. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, it was Sector. Now that I'm older, I've gravitated a lot towards Cyrax. Mm. Yeah. I really love them in Nine. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I like how they made them work where they would like throw shit out of their cargo pockets when they were in human form yeah, as exactly. opposed to like being robots and just <laughs> yeah. like creating bombs and stuff. No, no, like no. They, they have like... to be robots for me though. <laughs> yeah, the human versions do not work. They have to be the cyborg versions. That makes sense because yeah. like, yeah, I mean, Smoke was my MK9 character, but back when we were talking MK2, it was like Sub-Zero all day. Sure, right? yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Or a reptile. And if not. I'm not being as plain Jane, I would say the character I usually gravitated more other than Scorpion was probably Cabal. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I like a Cabal. Cabal yeah. has a cool. Especially because how John Michael mentioned, like nine and the new era added yeah. the speed to the games, which mm-hmm. I love. And a he was fast a fast fighting speed game. Speed guy. And like, yeah, Cabal was always the if you want to go annoying. fast, <laughs> like him or Raiden. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I loved Cabal. Just yeah. he's weird. He's mm-hmm. great. And like the the fatality where like the ugly face and you just oh yeah, screams just screams and, and your you soul die comes he's out. Gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's it, yeah. It's definitely a franchise that's survived three decades, keeps reinventing itself and staying fresh and relevant, yeah. which is like impressive, right? Because yeah. that series definitely could have died by Deception or Armageddon. And was, I like, mean, for lo- all intents and purposes, it almost it did. almost did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then they somehow pulled it out. So yes, now we have a new era, a new beginning yeah. with Mortal Kombat One that technically drops this week, but John Michael and I have early access copies, yep. so we've been playing a little bit of that. Um, leading up to this weekend, I've mostly just been doing story stuff, like a couple of standard fights, but I've mostly been trying to get through the story, which has been excellent. I I agree. I've been very much in the story. I think I've made some very good progress Mm -hmm. story-wise. Uh, but I've also been definitely messing around with like invasion mode. Ooh, I want to hear about that. So playing a little bit of obviously since game isn't out, we're not going to talk any specifics on story, so you don't have to be worried about any type of spoilers. But mostly just like setup that we know about from trailers. We will maybe be spoiling like MK11 or MKX, like some of the older games. But yeah, this one is is a unique premise. We saw with MK9 kind of revitalizing mm-hmm. the franchise before Armageddon was killing everyone off. But right. like Raiden goes back in time where we live MK1 reset. through 3 and, and, you know, do that again. Well, we kind of started things over because the M- end of MK11, um, Luke, a, yeah, Luke Kang becomes like the keeper of time, yes. yeah. the fire god. We're like, well, that timeline is done. Is That's done. basically what we decided. Yes. We're done he with it. recreates the universe into his own vision, right? Yes. Yeah, that's so. the power he gets at the end of Eleven yeah. is he's, yes, the keeper of time, so he's now in charge of creating new timeline. And he wants, you know, uh, an era of peace and prosperity, but of course, we can't have a story without conflict, so. Yeah, with a K. <laughs> with a K. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, a lot of cool reimagining to a lot of the characters, but I... while still keeping some of them like in their like you know these characters. But here's the fun little twist: it almost feels like the Marvel Ultimate Universe when they uh, tried that just... 20 years ago. Yes, except this one's good. Okay, fair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Because these characters are amazing, and a lot of these feel like how the characters should always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, characters like like um, Kung Lao, for instance, mm-hmm. is like obviously he doesn't look a lot different, but yeah. I don't know, he just feels like this is just he's not some hoity-toity like i grew up in the monastery sure like, yeah he's just some dude <laughs> like who happens to like have gotten good at fighting so 
or like I love what they've done with Baraka this time. Yeah, around. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's been really cool. And hell, even like Cage and Kinchi's relation. Like that, that, that that's the best dynamic. There's there is a moment in this game where you have scenes featuring Baraka, Johnny Cage, Kinshi, and like I think Reptile is the, uh, and yeah. Kung Lao, and, and Kung, Kung Lao yes. and Reptile, and it's like my favorite moment in there. Like I would watch an entire like movie or series, <laughs> ju- like literally just sit down on Netflix and watch this. Mm-hmm. It's also been interesting seeing how characters from various eras, basically of this franchise, are now interacting with each other and what they set up here as like yes. the beginning, yeah. because like characters from that like three D era that I wasn't even familiar with, like. Ashra or yeah. Natara or Lee May. Lee May. Yeah, like I never mm-hmm. heard of these people. Yeah. Right. And it's cool how they've like worked them in because it's all it's no new characters in this game. Right. It's all returning characters, but yes, how they've kind of changed their origins and how they all interact with each other because they took place in different eras originally, right? Now they're all kind yeah, of they've together. re-merged, reinvented this this story. Yeah, it seems really interesting too, because I, I mean I haven't played MK1 yet, but mm-hmm. You know, the last movie that came out, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree the most interesting part of it was the very beginning. Yes. yes. Um, mm-hmm. And this game seems to have taken more of that approach I agree. to the characters. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And that is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, I would much rather see them in their, like, origins yes, than exactly. their, you know, but dead even, forms or oh, yeah. whatever. But even things like, you know, they, they twisted, right? Because, like, Bihan is still the first Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Kwai Liang, who becomes his brother, becomes the second Sub-Zero in the original timeline is Scorpion. Yes. Now. Interesting. So, yeah. like, that's... And they're brothers, you know? So it's yeah. a very different dynamic than the Sub-Zero-Scorpion rivalry of the previous era. We'll yeah, and, and to me, it cleans up a lot of things, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, in original Mortal Kombat, it's like, all right, first Sub-Zero, he's there. Um, he's sort of like the antithesis to sub to Scorpion. Uh, well, now he's a bad guy. Now we have to bring in a new Sub Zero. He's the good Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. It's like it's very confusing. Like I like this. Like here's a Sub Zero. Yeah. Either is good or he is bad. Well, like, also it's funny because I mean, like, come on, how do you get confused by lore that's given to you in a couple say, of paragraphs <laughs> of every instruction book? Exactly. You know? right? Thirty years ago, that yeah, the narrative storytelling wasn't on point. It was just hey, we have eight different guys who look the same, just different colors, and they yeah. all have to somehow have different personalities. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, kind of restarting there has been interesting. But I think the other big uh, change in Mortal Kombat 1 is the cameo fighters, right? It's sure, a yeah, forced yeah, yeah. assist game. Uh, that's not, it's not a mode or it's not a toggle. Very like, uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Like original one. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you're not it's swapping out. It's not a tag game. It's literally just call them in for an assist to either do an uppercut or something and set them up for more of a combo. Which from... So I feel like this is just, I'm guessing it's like expanding on what Injustice 2 did. Well, this because Injustice Two had a lot of. Well, I guess I'm thinking more. Sorry, that's not tag. I'm think because when I played that game, all I played was the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So <laughs> the Ninja Turtles have yes that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like where when you pick Leo, right? There are tag and assists. The other There's three moves where you can do the other turtles. But if you pick like Mikey, he can only tag in. Uh, I think Raph and Donnie. Like mm-hmm. he, not, I don't think he mm-hmm. has a move with Leo or something like that. But yeah, because yeah. basically, uh, I mean, I'm playing on PS5. But R1 is the cameo button, mm-hmm. and then you can press up, down, left, or right to do four, you know, four different moves when you tag in. So, so. Is, does it work like when you choose a character, the cameos you pick are limited based on who you choose? Nope. So you can pick There's like a full roster of characters and a full, full roster, roster of cameo okay. characters. And as well. some of the main characters can be cameo characters, but not all the cameo characters Rectangles you can and choose. Squares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and. Because I think like uh, Sonya Blades, right? She's yeah, a, yeah, she's not a playable character. She is a cameo she, fighter. Same with game. Jax. Same with Jax. Or Kano. So. Like mm-hmm. a lot of like these classic characters, uh, with classic with a K, uh, <laughs> are like relegated to these cameo roles. I, it, more so, which makes sense because the story doesn't clearly they're not shoehorning them into the story just because like they've always been there. Mm-hmm. But it's also like. Yeah, we know you want to see them in the game. Yeah. And there's no reason we can't. Well, it's a new timeline, new universe. Exactly. They're the cameos. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We're focusing on other characters. And (laughs) And there's like sort of, I assume, like more lore implications from that if you, you know, play more and more of this. It makes sort of Mm -hmm. sense, but. You know, it doesn't even have to, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of Mortal Kombat is honestly, like, 
as I've played the stories and they've implemented the stories, it does make sense. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it obviously 100% cannot happen. <laughs> right, exactly. But it makes sense for yeah, what with, they're telling. Yes, in their own isolated bubble, it definitely makes yeah. sense. And yeah, this one definitely gets a little Looney Tunes. I, I mean, love it, though. I love, like, yes. <laughs> I'm very yes, much no, enjoying this this game. I mean, if you, li- it's, it's, if you like the vibe, like the story vibes and, and the looniness of MK11, like... I also like that they kind of took their foot off the gas of this very grim, dark direction they were headed mm-hmm. in. Um, the color palettes and a lot of this is very colourful, very bright, mm-hmm. and honestly beautiful backgrounds. Yeah. Like stages are gorgeous. All the cutscenes look great. The characters, there's a little bit of diminished in I think uh, like quality when they get into the actual fighting scene, but that's probably more to make it run better as an actual fighting yes. game as opposed yeah, yeah, to yeah. like a storytelling thing, but which makes sense. This but is the yes, the backgrounds. Best these characters have ever Oh loved. yeah, absolutely. They Nether Realm, every time they release a game. I'm always like, it's not going to look better than this. <laughs> right. I remember when Injustice 2 came out in 2017, I was like, how are video games going to look better than this? Then you look back and you're like, okay, Injustice 2 doesn't look <laughs> that great anymore. Right. But it's like, when that dropped, I was like, holy shit, this is, this fa- the facial stuff, the yeah, animation looks- they did was, was great and they carried that on. Um, the other thing, yeah, there are other modes. I haven't really gotten to touch some of these, but you want to talk a little bit about Invasion yeah, Mode? Yeah, so Invasion Mode is sort of, obviously, you know, in a fighting game, you always have your, um, you know, Mortal Kombat now has a story mode right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all other ones have like your tower mode or, you know, your versus. The crypt. Uh, well, you know, honestly, the crypt is not in this one. Good. I hated the crypt. I love the crypt. Okay. Oh, I um, loved them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the but the that, that's that's the closest I got to like conquest of the 3D era. Mm. You know what yeah, I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so. I agree. Um, now, this one does away with the crypt for well it's not quite the crypt either it's not like one-to-one um it's called invasion mode right so it's effectively like um almost like a board game if you will uh you just move like in preset directions like there are branching paths you can take the sound of it just by the name reminds me of like conquest mode in soul caliber 2 where uh, you kind of just like pick different areas to fight and conquer um it's not quite as in-depth as that mm-hmm. um it, it's it kind of does its own thing right so again you're moving from like a circle to circle and you are just fighting um you know kind of like this is it's not quite sub zero. It's like mm-hmm. um Ice Warrior guy. <laughs> but he has all um, sub zero's moves. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um he's just like reskinned or whatever. Sure. But you know, it's also got these like weird RPG elements to it. So okay. as you fight more of these battles, your uh you know, invasion level can level up and you get stat points that you can put back into your characters. Okay. Um now you can auto apply these or you can apply them yourself however you want to. But, like, yeah, if you go back and... There are different maps you can go to. So if I go back to the first map now that I've been kind of leveling up my dude, like, I can just kill dudes in, like, two hits. Uh, I do, like, two uppercuts, and they're dead. (laughs) Uh, So it's the gotcha game. Well, there's no real gotcha. (laughs) Not quite. Uh, Well, obviously, there are paid mechanics, but that's more aesthetics. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, obviously you need to be leveling up and playing more Mm because these, the characters get harder and harder, like life bars increase and, you know, opponents do more damage. So you need to level up your defense. Um, you can get like, they have pseudo equipment slots. Like Mm -hmm. you have a piece for a relic that can add to your stats. You have amulets that can do like bonus things. Like I can add like ice armor to myself and take more damage. Uh, I can level that up further, so where I get ice armor, but also it electrifies them if they hit me for X amount of time. Those those amulets have limited uses as well, so it's not OP. But it's an interesting mode all the way around. Okay, uh, I I kind of like it in so far as that it gives more longevity to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, these invasions will be operating in seasons as well, like everything does in <laughs> uh, modern gaming. So that's fair. Um... Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been great these first couple of days getting into it. Yeah. Before we move on real quick, who are you feeling right now? Like, what characters are you leaning more towards in your first few days playing? Yeah, so I will say that, like, when I first started this up, a lot of this, a lot of the characters felt pretty clunky to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more of the hang of the combos in this game. It does feel a little bit different than past games. Uh, that being said, I, you know, I like Lee May. Um, yeah, me too. And I was, mm-hmm. I was being like, all right, I like this. Honestly, I have been wrecking shit with Reptile. <laughs> that dude, uh, you know, 
I, I love his skill set. <laughs> it's great. It's fantastic. And I okay. also just love his redesign in general, mm-hmm. like Ninja slash Lizard Man. Yeah, they finally just merged both yeah, his like kind of stories together. Yeah, so he's been like my dude. Okay. Yeah, I've also really liked Lee May. I like a little bit of Raiden that I've been playing yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want to play more Smoke because he's finally back in this game. Yes. But I haven't really had a chance to play around with him much because you don't play as him early on in, in the no, story no, no, or anything. No, no, no. And like I said, it's mostly but what I've been yeah. playing with. Also, Liu Kang. Okay. I've been, yeah. I started playing a little bit more with him. Okay. Yeah, I need, yeah. I need to check out some more of these characters. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, I will say, before we move on, okay, let's talk about the worst part of this game. That the, the, oh, the most highly... Well, one of the <laughs> highly touted pieces of this game oh, yeah. is Miss Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, character model for Natara, who is back in this game. Uh, it was like a big reveal. Like, Megan Fox is going to be Natara. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of similar to how Ronda Rousey was Sonya. Sonya, yeah. And that, that as out. everyone remembers, was so good. And no one <laughs> had a problem with that. And her voice acting was fantastic. They were like, that was so good. Let's do it again. <laughs> Uh, now I will say Natara, Megan Fox is Natara, like from a physical standpoint, absolutely works. I buy this character. Now she is very much in the story mode Mm -hmm. and it is incredibly jarring when you have these A plus voice actors and then you have Megan Fox. I am here to defend my world. I, it's me. I'm Natara. Quanchi's magic will already saved us, and they will save us all. Yeah, she like, is. It's horrible. It literally sounds like she like rolled up. They handed her a piece of paper behind a microphone, and then she just read. Yeah, it's kind of here. like in the 2014 Turtles, where like her only good part was when she was acting like a reporter yeah like <laughs> but like her actual acting was like was just that? bad that's the thing like i'm not anti megan fox sure, there's yeah, quite yeah. a few movies that i like her in yeah dude um, in new girl she's fantastic yeah and like uh you know jennifer's body's a fantastic movie like this seems and I, I know like... i know voice acting is a different you know a different skill set than regular acting but it, yeah, i don't but... know if it's like she's flat or just didn't have good direction or just I'm she, a, we had her in the booth for a day, so right, we had to like, get through all these lines, and then we had more time with the professional voice actors, yeah. you know? So that, that's been, like, the That's what it drawback. sounds like, more like, hey, mm-hmm. WB's making me be that's here. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they pay me a lot of money for yeah. to, like, market this and be the, the face of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have preferred like Batista be Natar. You'd be Ermac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil, yeah, resident Final Fantasy VII fan. Yeah, we'll have exciting stuff to talk about in a bit. But before we get to that, how's uh, Ever Crisis going? You know, it's okay. It's a recent yeah. release uh, on your telephone. Yeah, so I don't play gotcha games. Um, but they did they get you on this one? And I mean, I'm playing it. Sure. They got uh, you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they got me in that aspect. And, you know, it is fine as someone mm-hmm. that has played FF7 and probably in the minority of actually enjoying a lot of the side content. Right. Uh, this is fine. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, what, what is what is the gameplay in this? Like, what am I doing? So, there is a story mode. Okay. And one of the good things I can tell about it from what I read on the subreddit and a lot of other people that play gotcha styles is the story requires no stamina or like energy use at all. It's just, you play it. Okay, sure. And it is locked. There is content locked. So it's like, you know, you'll start off with FF seven crisis core and this new thing called the first soldier, which I think is the botched battle Royale. And so now they're kind of like telling the story they wanted to tell in this. Gotcha. Um, it's very like if this is your first time playing FF7 you're like hey maybe I can like enjoy the original story with this it it would be as much as enjoying like the cliff notes of a novel oh, okay um so how I read in high school yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's like it's fine if like you know what's going on but man like they skip on a lot of stuff and mm. even the stuff that it's like locked out for right now they kind of do like where you play the OG FF7 up to a point and then it switches to Crisis Core. Mm. And then from Crisis Core, you have to go to the first soldier. Oh, and it's like... Doing like a machete cut. Yeah, kind of like that. And it's, like, it's you know, whatever. Like, if you don't want to be forced into doing stuff, it's kind of annoying. But, like, how they're doing it, because it's, you know, you play the OG up until, like, you meet Aerith and yeah. you start going. And then it's like, boom, Crisis Core. So it's like, if you know the relationship going on there, it's kind of like interesting how they cut that. So it's like, you but, shouldn't jump into this without like maybe some some prior knowledge if you want to enjoy it to its fullest. Yeah. And I mean, look, 
as a huge FF7 fan, like it's a gotcha game of course. with an FF7 skin. Of course. Like I don't think there's really anything canon in here. If there is if it is canon, <laughs> then this is the first time time travel has been a part okay. of this universe and fair. Kind of uh up uh what's the word? Uh proves I guess the theories going on with the new games. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's it's silly. Like they have an event going on right now, a beach event where you fight like this giant watermelon tonberry, and that sounds great. It's honestly. like yeah, it, it's it's really <laughs> dumb, and it's like you're fighting him, and then he travels through dimensions, and come to find out, like he's just trying to be your friend and wants to play Aww. this watermelon bash game, and you've just been kicking the shit out of him. Um, Don't you feel like an ass? But yeah, yeah it's you know, uh, for my first like step into a gotcha game, like it's it's great. So it's it's got that you know gauges fill up of you know course. and if you fill up three bars four bars five bars you can use different moves depending on what you equip gives you different shit mm-hmm. uh, but it does have like this really cool thing of where you can equip two weapons of a character okay that are theirs but then you can also sub equip up to three other characters weapons and it's not that you can use them because it's whatever is your main weapon is what you use mm-hmm. but it has an ability attached to it Whatever second weapon you equip, you can use the ability of that weapon, not the weapon uh, itself. Okay. But it does give you stat boost. Sure. And then the sub weapons do the same thing where like certain stats that are on those weapons, you get half of them applied to your character. Oh, okay. Um so it's like, you know, I obviously you're probably pulling a lot of weapons and stuff, so it gives you like, yeah, utility so it has, for those things. Yeah, like, it oh, has that. And uh, you know, one of the cool things I think this game does is like there's no character pulls like all the characters are just available so you're doing a bunch of like weapon and gear draws okay and even still like to get the five stars like yeah it's grindy Mm -hmm. you know and if you want to pay money and get all this shit right away sure but it's like i've been free to play this whole time and i have weapons that are like so there's like five star, I guess, is the big rarity, but uh-huh. then you can overboost them. Uh, and there's some that okay, I've overboosted sure. five times and I'm on like the sixth <laughs> time. So it's real easy to get materials. I haven't really hit a wall as far no, as good. like progress stopping goes, point. Yeah. Yeah. Like now I can't do anything. So we'll see how long it goes. But okay. ultimately, like, yeah, it's a gotcha game. Hey, I mean, <laughs> as many of these are, everyone has their their IP or their like whatever they're yeah, a of fan course, yeah. of. Yeah. That hey, I'll put up with this bullshit because I love Marvel. Yep, I love um, Ninja. You know, I love Power Rangers. Gotcha, like we've all so, we've all yeah. done that, so it makes sense. So. And even with like as huge of a fan as I am, like I have no desire to spend any real money towards anything. exactly. Yeah, like exactly. it's just cool to see this as like a cinematic, fast paced, grindy game. Yeah, that's FF Seven themed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh let's see a couple of news items bigger items i want to focus on that kind of happened this week we yeah. had two big uh you know video presentations sure. we had a nintendo direct mm-hmm. and a playstation state of play in the same day mm. uh so we kind of have some uh news news from there some new games nintendo did y'all watch these i watched most of the nintendo one i dicked around on the sony one I'd say neither of them were mind blowing, but the Nintendo yeah. one was he at least had like solid products from I agree. you know their like arsenal of of characters and games. Yeah, I had to read about the Nintendo one and I watched a lot of trailers from it, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, announced that I was like, woo. Yeah, as far I mean, as the Sony some... one, I only know one thing. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> we'll jump around because the summary I have is in a different order than they were presented on the show. Of course. And also, Neil's been playing one of these games that was mm-hmm. released <laughs> during the Nintendo. So we'll start with there. Uh, after, I don't know, a decade or so, Nintendo's finally acknowledged that F-Zero is a franchise yeah, they do, in wild. fact, own. And they've dropped F-Zero 99. Yep. The third entry in this kind of uh, multiplayer battle from old Nintendo-style games, mm-hmm. right? Because we had Tetris 99, yep. we had Mario Brothers 35, 35 yeah. and now F-Zero 99. And so, the Pac-Man one. Oh, I forgot about Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man, oh, 99. Yeah, right, Pac-Man yeah. 99. So that's the fourth one. How has F-Zero been going? So, Are you a fan of the franchise going back? On Super Nintendo days? Yes. Okay, so this yes. is like, now it's back, played through competitive. GX, okay. Incredible, even yep. played like AX a lot, which is the arcade one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Y'all, don't sleep on F-Zero 99. Yeah. How they presented this game in the trailer? Bad. 
versus it's, the actual good versus game. the actual game is like this is fucking fun like <laughs> because it's not like tetris where you're like playing tetris and hoping you don't get fucked over by right, some right, asshole right. <laughs> or like you know mario where like mario mario 35 was probably my favorite of these that of course, released yeah. but even still like it had its moments of like you pieces of shit like <laughs> right. that was mine um, F Zero is like just no man. It's up like to you, man. Like it's just a racing just game. Just be good at racing against yes. other people. And whatever. like it's styled like the old Super Nintendo game, but plays and feels like a lot better than it. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. And, okay. Oh man, like it's it's fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> really <laughs> good. Like this is this is easily the best one and the one that kind of like makes the most sense. Yeah, of, of all course. of these that they've released. Is it because the way the trailer made it seemed it was more. Like a survival racer? Is it just race and if you blow up, you're done? But is it still the objective is to win? Like, is it a yes. race or is it just drive in circles till everyone's dead? It's a race. Okay. So it's, it, a, it's a four lap race that, yes, if you run out of power, you will die and, and blow done. up before that and you're done before sure. the race is over. But ultimately, it is still a four lap race that you need to try to win. Okay. Like so that. the ultimate goal is to get first place. Do, yeah. do you get. Like, do you collect medals or trophies or like, is it just, yeah, so, are you playing to some, towards something? Zero bucks. Yeah. So <laughs> like for this, it's basically, um, you know, you're unlocking new cars and then mm-hmm. in unlocking and using those cars, you're unlocking a lot of details and like aspects of like palette swaps, color okay, swaps sure, that sure. you can do to like change them up because there's so many people on and the you race wanna, course. And you want to look cool. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's doing the same thing of like you're leveling up a rank and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But ultimately that's. From what I can tell, all you're kind of racing towards, but sure. all I mean is like, this is a fun racing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds fun. I'm and check it's this one out. it's uh, they've got a lot of like cool little elements to it. Like when you're racing, you know, you'll have a little gauge that builds up and fills up, and uh, if you hit the triggers, you can like spin and hit character oh, like cool. other people like uh, into the wall to like ice. knock their power down and stuff. So there are like asshole things like that, mm-hmm. but it's not. It, so it feels like an F Zero or a yeah, wipeout. Like it's it's designed to that, be that, that speed way. and yeah. that kind of like yeah. And I saw something if you in the trailer they showed you can like elevate yourself on an upper track. Yeah, so there's these little like, like sparks that if you hit people they'll come out or like if people are fighting like they'll come out and like you collect them and a gauge builds up and then if you hit it it launches you up onto like this other track above the. Oh. above everyone so else and race uncontested it has boost on it yeah and like you can end up like getting way ahead Very cool. but it's it's really fun that sounds fun like i really want to check this out i'm curious if they'd ever do something like this for mario kart like mario like super mario kart yeah. nine, nine. like maybe, maybe this is like the test for it maybe like it's a racing game but i mean yeah but imagine the items on that oh my god, god. i don't know if you do 99 crazy. <laughs> i'll say you have to take out like the they probably have to be like mario like... kart 35 yeah or yeah. something like that uh Let's see. We also it's it, the the direct started with Splatoon three expansion news like single player DLC. single player DLC again. They Which keep like trying the one on that. thing that would like make me interested in Splatoon, but I'm still not going to buy it. Just for they've DLC. tried single player a couple of different ways. I think this is just yeah. another evolution of that. They so, keep trying on it this. Seems and, to be working. I guess. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. This franchise keeps going. I always get excited when the game comes out and I play it for like three weeks and then eh, yeah, you know, and see, and then like my niece who's eleven. Like we're friends on Switch, and mm-hmm. she has like 400 plus hours into <laughs> yeah, Splatoon yeah, yeah. three, it, and a lot in Splatoon two. So there's definitely like seems like if you love Splatoon, like yeah. you love Splatoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of these announcements are also kind of like HD ports or HD right, remasters. Right, right. Like we mm-hmm. have Mario versus Donkey Kong coming back. Yep, I'm so fucking happy. Uh, yeah, that game's great. Those, that game yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario RPG, which we already knew yeah, about, knew that's about dated that. for we November. Saw a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, yep. uh, HD remake of that, Very which exciting. looks fantastic. All these Nintendo games always looked good on like the GameCube or even course, the GTA, yeah. but like being able to see every time one of these comes into HD, finally, and yeah, you see like, it, wow. and you're like. Again, this looks like how I thought it looked 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I didn't but, know yeah. I wanted it to look this but way. But you know what also is even better than that? What's that? Now they're portable. Yeah, That's true. Exactly. They like, go. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, which is Dark Moon right. with its proper title here yes. in the US. <laughs> uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of that yeah, one. It's probably the weakest of the three, but you agree. know. Still a good game, yeah. but... The portableness of it and the always being like mission based and them sending you in and always pulling you out really took yeah, me yeah, out of the game. Whereas Luigi's Mansion One was basically like six hours of not stopping. Yeah, like yeah. you never stop in that game Very if you Resident don't want Evil. to. Very Resident Evil, which 
Uh, that's what drew me that franchise as a kid because Resident Evil used to scare me. A <laughs> uh, few sequels. We got Re- WarioWare Move It, okay. which is more WarioWare with micro games, make you look like a fool with Joy-Cons. Absolutely. It's like the Wii one because you can have more yeah. motions to do more weird things. Uh, Detective Pikachu Returns. Yep. We, we knew about this one as mm-hmm. well, but now, I mean, he's, we're getting closer to launch on October this October 6th. Yeah. And we got to see some more, you know, gameplay and, and uh, stuff from that. Let's see. We also have another Code Recollection, which was a DS game and a Wii game. Yeah, that are not, kind of re-released together. They really, they really touted that one as like, you remember these? It's like fucking no, I don't know what no, this we is. Don't. Like, I do. Like, weirdly, I do. <laughs> but like, also it's because I probably worked at a video game store. That's and, fair. Like, That's fair. But yeah, it's not. It's they've touted it as like a major franchise that they've been doing games mm-hmm. for a long time. I was like, I don't care about this. Uh, let's see. We got kind of first gameplay look at Princess Peach Showtime. Yeah, this which looks fun. Yeah. It's, uh... A Mario game with Kirby-style powers? I'm about to yeah, say, that's yeah. kind of what it looks like. <laughs> got her dress fear from, you know, Final Fantasy <laughs> 10 yeah. All around this kind of, like, play aesthetic with Mario 3. Like, yeah. it all kind of yeah. works together, and it looks, it looks, it looks really good. Yeah, and it looks fun. Cool seeing Peach on the spotlight. Uh, she's only had, what, she had Super Princess Peach on, like, the GBA or the DS, whatever the DS. that was? DS, yeah. yeah. Um... We got new tracks and new characters for the last wave of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Crazy DLC. That, that they're still even putting that out. Like. I, I, it makes me think like the next Switch will have to drop with a Mario oh, Kart because I feel like they're I'm like, sure. well, we can either make a new Mario Kart for Switch. It's probably going to be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with all this included, <laughs> and then they're just going to have six more waves yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah, for the next system. new characters. Now, I mean, honestly, Sonic's like, here. Like to be to be <laughs> frank, like why not? Yeah, like whatever. Just keep well, it going. At this point, the only thing they would do, unless they switched like the format, if it went back to like a double dash, where they had changed the actual like mechanics yes, of the exactly. game. They're, you're they're right. Have this, to, like... this is the best feeling Mario Kart, and and well, on top everything. of that, like yeah. it, it's almost like it's almost the gold mine of what I always thought DLC should be. Yeah, like, yeah. You release a game, it's good. You update the game, you keep it going, and now you have like three fucking Mario Kart's worth of content mm-hmm. in yeah, a exactly. game. Like, it's awesome. No, I did. No, it's great. It's kind of it's like just, the Smash Brothers approach say, what you like, yeah. where, you know, yeah, they've released new ones, but one thing I love about Ultimate is, like, there's no missing Everyone's characters. There. Everyone's there. Well, the, well, you brought it up, but that's the thing. Like, both of those games on this current cycle, it's like, how do you make new ones? Because, yeah, yeah th- this is, like, the com- most complete right. version of both of those franchises. Yeah. So you basically have to go backwards or keep iterating yeah i I feel like there are two types of games that like you've literally done all you can do just keep adding content right Mm -hmm. what is a peach at a smaller peach okay because she and diddy kong and funky kong and paulina are dropping as characters yeah i never knew what a peach like because toadette is the female version of toad sure right but peaches are like peach at peach is already a girl is peach at the toad peach Kind of, yeah. She has like know. a little. I just made that up. Uh, oh, I thought you were. <laughs> Peachette, I, I guess is. She's coming from we have another baby game. Peach, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, for all you Spy Family fans out there, they're releasing uh, a game featuring Anya, who's the little girl in that show, and okay. she's going on many adventures and small adventures or a lot of adventures. <laughs> Both. <laughs> the game's called Spy Anya Operation Memories. So you basically just explore the world as Anya and interact with all the characters from the show. So if okay. you're a fan of the show, you'll probably like that because all anime games, you know, if you like the show, you're yeah, kind of, of in course. that world. That's so typically the, the go-to. Uh, let's see. More anime. Saga Emerald Beyond was announced. I don't know what that is. We'll care about that. It's the next entry in Square Enix's Sonic Saga role-playing oh, game. Saga. I thought... I'd, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I do I do want to play that, actually. Saga games, man. They've, they, they're either like okay or really bad. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see... A new uh, Vanillaware game. Yeah, that's crazy. Atlas and Vanillaware are teaming up to release Unicorn Overlord, which is a fantasy tactical adventure. <laughs> yeah, this looks interesting. interesting. I think I'm going to pick this one up for sure. Yeah, I mean, Vanillaware puts out bangers. Atlas puts out good stuff. Yeah. I do love a good tactical sure. game. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a few more quick announcements we'll go through. Uh, Trombone Champ coming to Switch. Yeah, who doesn't want to play that? That was a big that? you know, hot meme game a couple years ago. 
They're bringing back Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3, remastered. You can push the Halo button and go from the old graphics with the triangle boobs to the new graphics with the rounded boobs. Of course. Perfect. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Got some more gameplay of that. Interesting seeing them bring Prince of Persia back as a 2D side-scroller. Hey, look, all I know is this is made by the team that made Rayman Origins. That's a good game. Yeah, it is. I mean, this looks exactly like it's Guacamelee, which I don't mm -hmm. think is a bad thing. No. Yeah. Uh, Horizon Chase 2 is the last thing on this list, which I thought was a mobile game, to be honest yeah, with you. Honestly. I thought there was one more thing announced, because I was pretty excited about it. Did I pass over it? What you got? Uh, the Basically, the remake of Contra. I did. I'm sorry. Oh, Contra yeah, Operation true. Galuga? So, yeah. they they WayForward has made a Contra game before. They made Contra 4 on the DS, DS, which was which fantastic. It's like the best Contra game. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm really excited about that one. A thorough reimagining of the classic run-and-gun action game. I think it'll be good. Early 2024. Yeah. So, like I said, nothing like really like show stopping like out of here, blowing. but like a lot of solid releases, some updates yeah. from previous games. Sure. I'm excited to see in HD. I was really, I'm like very happy about Mario versus Donkey Kong and Thousand Year yeah, Door. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I, those are good announcements. Yeah. Like so I, never, I never played Thousand Year Door or Mario RPG, so like now oh, I can yeah, play those in, in prettier, prettier graphics. You're for a treat. Ooh. Thousand Year Door is like top it's, five RPG. It's very good. It's wow. really good. I, I hear, I've heard that. And Mario RPG are so, both up there. Super Mario RPG is really good, too. <laughs> okay, so that was our Nintendo announcements, which was pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did how did Sony stack up against... <laughs> Man, just like them, I'm going to save the big one for the end because... <laughs> of course. Yeah, let's go ahead. and <laughs> We're going to go backwards on this one. So let's see... I don't know, man. It's like I, look I, going through. I didn't see anything. That I, I literally like, didn't read about anything else. I only know of one thing. Right. Well, that's the only shown, thing that matters. And yeah. All right. Let's all run through I, the headlines. It's clearly, all designed for that <laughs> moment. And we're like, we might as well throw some other stuff in there. Remember Tales of Arise? Nope. Yep. Getting some DLC or an expansion in November. Who cares? Uh, remember Foam Stars? Nope. And it's Phone Star. Foam. Foam. Foam it's the Star. Sony it's, Splatoon. It's Splatoon. But oh, Ubisoft, yeah. I forgot that existed. So more of that open beta coming uh, in September 29th. Okay, cool. Yeah. Remember Skull and Bones? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Helldivers 2 got a new trailer with a release date, February nice. 8th on I mean, PS5 and PC. Good. All right. Yeah, that's a good game. Uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord is a Ghostbusters game for PlayStation VR 2. That's going to be so bad. And that... It- that sentence explains exactly what that is. Yeah, we can move on from that. <laughs> Roblox is coming to PS4. If you have someone under the age of eight in your household, listen to this news. Great. Because uh, on October 10th... Honestly, as someone with a kid under the age of eight, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you spread this news? Man, cross-platform support. PS4 version of the game, Can't October 10th. Play. I have no idea how you play Roblox, but I know everyone loves start it. start a yeah. Roblox clan. Guys. Oh, we should. It's the biggest <laughs> it's game I know nothing about. Right? <laughs> uh, let's see. There was a trailer for this game called Baby Steps. It's being published by Devolver Digital. Well, and it'll probably be good. Developed by Bennett Foti, who Actually, did like Getting Over It. It basically it looks like, remember um, when we were in school, we played Quap? You had to, like, yep. walk all weird. Sure. It looks like that kind of mixed with Octodad, where oh, you're this, okay. like, frumpy-looking dude who walks all weird, and it seems like most of the comedy in the game comes from you try to walk up things, and you can't, you fall, and you have to, like, oh, okay. do things while walking difficultly. Man, I will I always that. liked those games for the 13 seconds. Uh, I'm about to say, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that will be fun, and I will play it when it comes out on PlayStation Plus. Exactly. Uh, new faceplates coming to your PlayStation and controllers. Okay. It's a different color red, a different color blue, and a different color silver. Change the colors <laughs> of my consoles. Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora got a new story trailer that's coming out on December seventh. It looks really that pretty. Game looks competent. It looks Horizon like, I guess. <laughs> Just like Avatar, it looks really pretty. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know, we'll see. And then here, are like the three news pieces you'll probably care about. Uh, Resident Evil Four Remake is getting uh, its DLC. <laughs> called Separate Ways, where you play as Ada and what she was doing in Resident Evil 4 at the time. Looks fun. It actually comes out this week on September 21st, so don't have to wait long to play that one. Let's see. Also, we got some cool Spider-Man 2 gameplay. Yep. Focusing on, what, over 65 different suits, and you can, like, make your own suit now. Love that. All of the suits. Super excited. 
My favorite part of Spider-Man 1 was just collecting all the suits. I loved it. Like this. I had to do at least one mission in every suit, and I did. Absolutely. You know, unlocked it, got to wear it. Even so if I look like a demon with my head glowing or whatever. <laughs> when I was playing it, which I need to get back to that, man, because that game's really fun. It's so good. But like once I unlocked the the punk Spider-Man like with yeah. the Converse and shit, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Never went up from anything yeah. else. Uh, Spider-Man 2 drops on October 21st. My birthday. Happy birthday. Not too long for that. Uh, also, that... No, I'm sorry. It's the 20th, the day before. So it's a Friday. Yes, it's but it comes out the same day as Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Yes. On October 20th. Yeah. So... Big day there for games. Also a big day for games and for Neil, February 29th, 2024. Oh, man. The release date for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remastered. Yes. Remake. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew when I said remastered, it sounded wrong. Yeah, remake. Because there was no, it's not a past tense. But actually, I guess technically you're correct. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know. Um... Again, I haven't played Final Fantasy VII. I did not finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have no idea what the fuck's going on, but that oh, environment yes. looked very pretty. Yes, it does. Remake was so good. Um, where does this take place? Is this, is this disc two? Like, how is this game split No, I mean, up? technically, it's still disc one, and from right. all the interviews <laughs> that they're talking about, because they're like... Pretty much saying it's going to end with that scene. Like, yep. that's what they're saying already, mm. so... Um, but it's really weird because, like, in the trailers, they show a lot of things that happen after that scene. Yeah. Um, like, this trailer showed, like, Tifa in the live stream. You see one of the weapons. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, it's, like, a weird moment where it's, like, flash forward, like, you see into the future for a minute. Yeah, I don't know. I personally think that just will go to places differently this time I think around. so. I mean, they yeah. sort of Different order that. of the story. Yeah. yeah. They did that a little bit in the first one. Sort you know? of, so, yeah. And I mean, there's I no mean, reason they couldn't. You know, with... I mean, I don't want to spoil too much about things, but there's definitely something that happens in the first game where yeah. um, to keep things on course, <laughs> that goes away. So now it's just like anything can you happen. You never know what might happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the first one ends in a, it's such a like what sort yeah. of way where it's like you did not see that coming based on no not at you all played the RPG you know originally no RPG. I mean this was it was honestly the greatest troll of my life yeah it was like, fantastic I, I was it. trolled so hard and it was fantastic <laughs> made me actually like Final Fantasy VII for once like <laughs> I'll get back to finish that game and the DLC and then there's this oh god it's just so much just play as Tifa yeah, all the I way mean, through. Yeah, I did yeah. like playing as Tifa. She's I think I like playing Tifa's more than Cloud, but I was like, well, let's play Cloud because Cloud's the... not just no, Tifa. No, play Tifa. no I'll, I play Tifa. Okay. Yeah. Like, I fucking love playing as <laughs> Tifa. Yeah. There's no reason to not play Tifa as much as you can. <laughs> so, that yeah, not as much from Sony. I'd say the last few were the, the bigger announcements, and even then, it's more stuff we knew about, and it's yeah, either dated or yeah. seeing more Well, I mean, I knew it. Sony wouldn't be showing anything. They specifically said this was indies and third parties. Yeah, yeah no, for so, sure. For but, sure. You know, I knew so they nice wouldn't to get be... some of those bigger-ish announcements. Yeah. You know, it was that's, nice of them. Yeah. You know, that's why I just missed the E3 season, because you knew like when news was coming out then, yeah. it was going to be bangers. Right now, it's like, well, they're having a direct or a state of play. Is it going to be a good one or not? No, it's just not no. a boring one, but like... They'll, they'll slide in with like a big announcement, but I just missed that like like it's all big announcement hit after hit after hit. Yes. Right? Also, um, you know, not just to make this exclusively an FF Seven podcast <laughs> or anything, but going back to Rebirth, like so, one of my biggest things with remake when it was first announced was you know one of my favorite things of Final Fantasy Seven is how silly and stupid there are a lot of moments in that game. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was really afraid Remake was going to, you know, coming out 25 years later, society changed, things changed, like, man, are they are they going to, like, gonna, take like, that out? Or are they going to do it? Like, and, yeah. And, you know, after Remake, it was pretty much proven, like, hey, hell no, we're still going to throw it in there, but not only are we going to throw it in there, we're going to make it more weird than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going <laughs> to highlight it. Yeah. So, Rebirth, I feel like, kind of, like, showed that. Like, yeah. you know, you have, like, this open world game on PS1 where like little guy on a map that looks huge, but in reality, like it's, it's so not, yeah, it's just... weird. Like your guy's technically like 1200 feet tall, <laughs> you know? And like, so things like the buggy, the chocobos, like running right. over mountains, all this silly stuff. But like the trailer definitely highlights, we're still getting that. Yeah. Like they literally showed a chocobo at a fucking 90 degree <laughs> angle, just walking up a cliff. <laughs> then they showed a little snippet of, 
a chocobo flying. You yeah. saw the buggy, and then on top of that, something that's never been in the game like fucking cloud on a Segway, just like yeah. rolling yeah, through the so, beach. I like, was so confused at that. I'm like, wait, I don't think the Segways existed in '97. Yeah, did they? but it's just like, <laughs> but it's funny. I, I love that they're just like really leaning how that, that weird. dumb this game really is and, and modernizing like, it yeah <laughs> also while still being a very serious tone story yeah, and sure. one that's really good like oh man i <laughs> i i really hope we still get to see like red 13 in the sailor suit and like yeah. stuff like that man in general. yeah <laughs> man and also um Definitely seems to prove that like the dual tech, triple tech, chrono trigger style thing yeah. is definitely happening. Yeah, that's because the trailer showcased a lot of like this two characters getting together and doing a super mm. move, um, which I'm into. Man, and like that little snippet of them like with like the glamour shots of Sephiroth <laughs> and Cloud, like what is going on? It was so turned into a Yakuza wild. Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this release date, though, is challenging for me because at the beginning of February, Persona 3 Reload comes out. So if I'm going to be throwing myself into an 120-hour RPG, well, they have I think said, that one's going to... They have said that this game is expected to have 100 hours of content. Okay. Uh, well, Lambo. So. <laughs> Try and stop me. <laughs> got, to, got three weeks to get through Persona. <laughs> uh, last bit of news I kind of want to talk about, and this is, this is constantly changing. So, like, we're going to talk about what the current state of this evolving story is. And obviously by the time you hear this, things might have changed even more. And we might still be talking about this when we reall convene in a week, but I want to talk about unity and oh, so yeah. the, the, the pricing changes they've just put out and have put the industry like yeah. up a blaze. Cause no one's happy. They basically come out and said they're changing the way uh, they're implementing their fees to developers. Uh, quote, we are introducing a Unity runtime fee that is based upon each time a qualifying game is downloaded by an end user. We chose this because each time a game is downloaded, the Unity runtime is also installed. Also, we believe that an initial install-based fee allows creators to keep the ongoing financial gains from player engagement, unlike a revenue share. So it's initial install. No. Oh, it's, it's per. Every install. Every install, it, supposedly. Reinstall it, you install it, you, they, like, it charges the developers 20 cents. again? 20 cents, yep. That's fucked up. So I could just sit there and like download it and delete it all day long and just charge a developer, like, uh, I don't know, $40,000 for me. Just doing mm-hmm. that on an afternoon, like so. Since then, obviously, like people are very upset. The they've come out. Unity's try to come out and say, like, okay, well, the smaller devs, y'all have to pay it. Sony and Microsoft will pay it because yeah. they're the big guys. And then Sony and Microsoft, are like, fuck you. Yeah, like, why are we doing that? There's now threats, obviously, from developers to strike and not use or boycott. I should say, and not use Unity. There's threats of removing games from yeah. storefronts wow. if they're running on Unity that because be of this. Of That's a lot of games. <laughs> a lot of games you like, right? Big names. That's got to be really shitty for develop. Like, I've briefly worked in games, right? Yeah. So like making games is a long time thing and hard. And Unity is used a lot on indie devs yep. so can you imagine yep. being two to three years into a game and unity drops this news and you're like fuck like, like well, all of our little bit of money we had was already going towards this and now we have to we're like, about to get put like or even small in, games like, like what if you only like you've made five or six games and they're all on unity and then sony just right. pulls them like yeah, and exactly. you have nothing you have nothing to like keep your business going now um yeah this is a direction from the the CEO, which is the previous CEO of EA, John Riccatello. Thank for all of our microtransaction like kind of lifestyle that we now have. Mm-hmm. Um, so he his brilliant idea is to again just nickel and dime anyone to death. It's just wild to me that the disconnect from a dollars and cents thing and just like living in the real fucking world. Like I don't understand how. Yeah. Like, I understand if you're just looking at a spreadsheet on how, like, okay, well, if we get 20 cents per, that's blah, blah, blah. And, like, but yeah, I, I don't like, how can you, you not see, like, this type of a backlash? backlash? But uh, not only that backlash, but just the consequences this can have from people that, like, really hate when a developer makes a decision that they don't like. Like, how John Michael was just saying, if it's not just initial install and say, like, yeah. someone pulls something, like you know, getting people pissed yeah, off like Naughty do. Dog like, did. Yeah. And then like, then someone just builds this bot to constantly download and delete a game to cost right. them thousands upon thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Jesus. It's, <laughs> it's right for abuse. Like, I uh, just, it's insane. And I should note that the 20 cents per install starts after a set threshold. 
of downloads, but I mean, like, like still, you could I mean, still add yeah. a game like so, like Genshin Impact runs right. on Unity, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure they've already hit that threshold. Yeah, easily. And then the way that fucking internet brigades, there could be some game they don't like. So then they're right. Four chance, like, hey, let's all delete and reinstall this game to exactly. really fuck over the develop. Like, there's so many ways this can go poorly, and it's just. I don't know. Again, I always wonder with some of these decisions if it's like a new Coke thing where like let's fuck things up so bad that we can like fix them to be the savior because the same thing's happening on Twitter right now, right? Twitter X, whatever, like that is being purposefully run into the ground at a point it feels like. And this, again, this decision just seems so like not in just reality. I don't understand how they thought this would work. Well, the the thing is, to your point, it looks, the bottom line looks good whenever you have all this sure. money coming in because mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't matter like you're not going to not use unity right so uh, i mean they kind of have everyone by the balls so to speak until like i mean obviously yeah you can when you're on a smaller scale it. like that but this seems like a great opportunity for epic and unreal to like no, I make agree. like, like their shit way easier to like use and this... attract all these people that unity's basically given the giant middle finger to. right now it comes yeah. down to like the the other big players on the field or yeah, even right. some of the smaller engines like when i was doing programming i was using game maker and it's pretty well known but yeah. it's not as big as unity but there's sure. a chance for it to shine now exactly. too you know mm-hmm. so yeah you know hopefully we see these people crash and burn with this bad 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 idea yeah so right now the the change is set to take place on january 1st the example the verge gives says if you're example if you're a unity personal subscriber and have a game that's made two hundred thousand dollars and has 200,000 downloads by January 1st, you will be subject to the new fees, but only on downloads made after January 1st. Mm, yeah, that's So that'd bad. be 20 cents per download. Nah. And then, yeah, I think they try to say, like, no, when they try to backtalk it to it's just the initial download, and then it was like, oh, no, the bigger the bigger publishers will pay for it, not you small devs. Yeah. And so this is all just a giant PR mess. Yep. Again, I don't understand how a company the size of Unity does not have, or maybe they do, and maybe the CEO is just like, fuck off with PR. This is what care. we're doing. He doesn't care. I don't care about the messaging. He clearly you doesn't know. care. He didn't care EA. True. That's true. So this is, like I said, this is ongoing. This we'll probably be talking about over oh, the next I'm couple sure. weeks yeah. as, as things develop. So, um. New releases before we get out of here this week. Yeah. Uh, today on the 18th, you can play Gloomhaven on PS4 and PS5. Neat. Xbox One, uh, Series S and X, and Switch. Yeah, check that out. Tuesday the 19th, you can play Lies of P. Yeah, starring I'm this. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Well, that's a, that's like a Souls that. game, like Souls-like game, right? Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. I know Steven was playing a demo it's or a something. Korean one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to check it out. Um, Mortal Kombat 1 also drops on Tuesday for PS5, Xbox Series S and X. Yeah, rewind Switch this and PC for our initial <laughs> thoughts on it. You Suck at Parking also dropping on the 19th. Great. That's on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. On September 20th, Party Animals on Xbox and PC. Okay. Days of Doom on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC on September 21st. Days of Doom? Days of Doom. Sounds like a John Romero documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that on Netflix. Payday 3 uh, dropping on the 21st as well. That's oh, on yeah. PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. We were just talking about that last yeah, night. I forgot about that game coming out. Seems like a game you play with friends and not by yourself, but I know I've never really played that franchise a whole lot. You should rob banks or whatever. Okay. And then finally, Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways, the DLC for Resident Evil 4 Remake, will drop on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC on yeah, September the 21st. And that's it, fellas. We did it. That brings us to the end of this fair show. You can find Gameware on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamewareBR. Or in two stores worldwide, conveniently yeah. located here in Baton Rouge. Come check us out. And um, yeah. Where can I, we find you, Adam? You can find me on threads at Adam Arinder. Yeah, you can also find me on threads at JM Carly. I'm confused. Did did nothing significant in gaming happen this week? We just talked about it. I'm, I meant Retro Rewind. Oh, honestly... Nah. Since yeah. we were recording this early, I didn't have time to go look through that. But oh, yeah. We'll talk about some retro rewind next week, because I'm sure there'll be more <laughs> some stuff that came out this week. And but... you can't find me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's off the map. Neil is off the map. So, awesome. Yes. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Uh, or I guess it's the afternoon. Let's yeah, not front. Uh, this afternoon, getting this recorded before I head out. Next time, we'll hopefully have Steven and Renee back, and we'll have yeah. the whole gang together. Gameware Express Express. Express Express. So, <laughs> you know, everyone out there, of course, as always, thank you so much for your support and listening to us week in and week out. Um, that's it.
Let's get out of here. Everyone, uh, have a great rest of your week. Be good to each other out there. And we will see you next time. Mm -hmm.